me just say, you have not felt heat until you felt Louisiana heat, okay? And right now, it is miserable here. On top of that, our home studio just, I don't know if it's an insulation problem or what it is, but this room is always super, super hot. And I I just don't even know. So in the end, you must realize that I must really love you all, that I am sitting in this hot studio to record right now. Anyway, let's just jump right in here because I have a lot of things to cover or a lot of things to say. All right. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Rachel and Dave Hollis. Some people know Rachel more than they know Dave. Rachel became really popular for me with her book, bestseller, Girl, Wash Your Face. I love the book so much. I think I read it more than once. And of course, I couldn't wait until her next one came out and I bought it as well. But I digress. Rachel and Dave run a, a lot of their company efforts together. He quit his job so that he could work with her and her company and all of that. And yes, I have some thoughts about the fact that he ended up kind of in charge, but we're not even going to touch that right now. The bottom line is they were somewhat seen as a power couple in their particular area. And recently they announced that they were divorcing. Okay, no big deal in the overall scheme of things, right? Well, you know, people, when you're popular, Everyone thinks they have an opinion. Everyone thinks their opinion matters. Everyone thinks that you need to talk to them before you make decisions like that. So, of course, people were automatically judging them. Now, fast forward a few weeks, and for the most part, Rachel has been kind of quiet, only posting here and there. Dave, however, has been posting a lot. Now, I have my own theories and thoughts about that, but I guess I'm a little biased because I'm more pro-Rachel than anything, but... My thing is, it's one thing to decide you want to talk about what you're going through and all of that when you're in a public eye. It's another when it seems like you're purposely putting information out that we didn't need, but it makes the other person appear in a bad light. Now, obviously, they both put a post out around the same time that pretty much matched to announce that they were ending their marriage. However, during all of his subsequent posting, he made sure that a how shall I say this first his postings are a man trying to deal with his impending divorce okay I'm going to grant him that however at some point he decides that one of his posts needs to really dive into him trying to make it seem like him saying that this was her decision why did that need to be put out I don't know true enough everyone is entitled to saying their piece But because you're both very public figures, why do we need to know that? You needed to let us know you were divorcing because obviously you do a daily video and you run the company together. I get why you announced it. But why did you need to make sure everyone knew this was not your decision, it was her decision? Because her brand is what makes the money in that household. And of course, like anything, a lot of people took him talking a lot and jumped on his side without any idea what she's going through, despite the fact that most people don't decide to end a marriage like they decide to change clothes. Most people put a lot of thought into it, a lot of prayer, and trying to decide what is best for them, what is best for their children. But because he put that out there, 
a lot of people, not all, but a lot of people decided they had the right to jump on her social media and blast her. You know, I, I can't think of any other word but bullying her because you're getting on her case because she ended the marriage. You're calling her a hypocrite. You're, you're, you're just berating her for ending the marriage when none of us really know what happens behind closed doors with the two of them. We have no clue. We have no idea. But because it, he made it seem like poor him, she made this decision and he's having a hard time dealing with it, which I don't I don't doubt that he's having a hard time. Most people who've been married that long probably are. But that was none of our business. And because you made it seem that way, people immediately jumped on her, especially when her next book got announced, because then there were the people trying to say, oh, what convenient timing. Like this was all some ploy to sell her book. Now, if you've ever gone through a divorce, you know how difficult it is. You know how painful it is. So you add into that social media bullying from people who don't really know either one of you. And I don't even know how she's making this one day at a time right now. I really don't. She semi addressed the bullying attacks and then she kind of moved on. But I really felt for her having gone through a divorce myself. I could not imagine trying to go through one in the public eye with everyone telling you their thoughts, everyone feeling they had the right to have an opinion, everyone feeling like they could berate you for making a choice that you thought was the best choice for you. At what point do we understand that just because people are popular in some aspect does not mean we run their lives. Doesn't mean they need permission from us to do whatever they choose to do in their lives. So how about this? Instead of trying to tell people what you think they did wrong, why don't you just stop and pray for those people, wish them well, and move on if you have nothing positive to say. Is it that difficult? I didn't think so. Anyway, moving on. Um, This is a touchy subject, so I'm going to try to be as cautious as possible about what I say here. Um, Tamar Braxton, a lot of people know her as the sister of Tony Braxton, but she is a singer in her own right. She's famous in her own right. And she recently ended up in the hospital for allegedly attempting to take her own life. And a lot of what she was going through has been documented all in the press because apparently, according to stories and what is being put out there, the new show she's on is purposely putting out information that she and her family really wanted private. And before anyone tries to tell me that reality TV means you have to share everything because it does not, especially when you're on a reality show that is talking about your life right now. It's not talking about what happened to you as a child. It's talking about right now. So there are certain things that should be off limits and potential things that may or may not have happened to her as a child that... 
let's just say it. Let's just, you know, throw it out there. There are allegations that there was some sexual abuse to her as a child. As a woman, I can understand her wanting to keep that very quiet. I can understand her not wanting that to be part of a show. And allegedly, they are making sure that it not only came out for the show, but that her family, some of them who weren't aware of this, found out for the cameras. And she's adding that into the fact that a lot of the drama that has happened from this show and her former show with the Braxtons was a lot of drama that she felt the show pushed up for ratings and was impacting her as a sister, as a mother, previously as a wife. And I can see how she feels about that now. True enough, a reality show, some of those things, you know, they're going to show it. They're going to try to, reality or not, they're going to try to script some of it. And, okay, we get that. But, again, sexual abuse of any kind as a child should have been off limits. And if it's true, I really, really hope she is getting the help that she needs to deal with that. Because I know, personally, that not dealing with it can impact you for the rest of your life. However, now that she has been released from the hospital, a notice went out today that apparently the TV station, and I guess I'll, even though I wrote it down, I guess I won't actually throw that name out there, even though if you, you know, a simple Google search will tell you what it is, they have released her employment. However, they're still going to air whatever they had already done for her newest show. Now, Maybe it's just me, but the fact that they're still pushing that show and still showing it makes me personally feel like you're proving her right. Because if you truly cared about her, and if you truly cared about someone who potentially just attempted to take their life, why would you still show something of such a sensitive nature? Are you more just that interested in your ratings? Yes, you are. Because you know... That A, that particular topic is going to get you a lot of viewers. And because it was all over the news about what happened to her, you know a lot of people are going to also watch to see what led up to her being in the hospital recently. So you don't give a damn that the woman may be really suffering from a mental break right now. Your only concern is how much money you can make off of this bottom line i know people are going to get mad that i say this but putting that out there playing that show anyways shows that she was right you don't care you just want to make money and doing this will make you money because i know there has you weren't even finished filming apparently according to what's being said so why are you even showing this You know that it's all over the place. What she said, what letters she wrote to the station, all of this. And you still want to show these episodes. Why not scrap the episodes? It was reality TV. Scrap the episodes. Prove that you actually care about someone who has made you a lot, a lot of money. And move forward. Then potentially there would be an opportunity to do something else with her later. Instead, you release her. And you buried anyways. I think that says a lot about who you all are. And how much you really care about these people that you claim every time anyone's interviewed is all one big happy family. Obviously, 
not. This royal family would be worried and concerned about her and not just airing her dirty laundry or ratings. Anyway, on to happier topics and more interesting topics. Because as a Louisiana girl and a fan of Married at First Sight, you know I had to watch this season since it is New Orleans. And since apparently they started filming this. And of course, our lovely pandemic happened. So at some point during the filming, we're going to see these people who not only got married to complete strangers, they're going to be stuck in lockdown with these people going through something that is difficult enough for those of us who actually knew our spouses. Could you imagine being locked down with someone you had no clue who they were? That'd be like having a dad go on one night stand and waking up and finding out you're stuck with this person for weeks or months or however long because something happened. Maybe there was a zombie apocalypse. Who knows? But anyway, let's just jump right into the New Orleans cast. And I waited until this week because I wanted to wait until the weddings were complete. If you're not familiar with the show, the basic preps, the basic presses is three experts choosing people that they think will be completely compatible for you and you marry them sight unseen until you get to the altar. Um, so let's just start with Olivia and Brett. Olivia comes off as a sweetheart, very innocent, very likable. And Brett, I am sorry, but he looks like he's going to be this season's fuckboy. We could, you know, potentially be wrong. Maybe he'll impress us later and change our minds. But right now, mm, it's not looking good for homeboy. And I, I, I know when I was watching the initial decisions of who to match with who, I was a little annoyed that the experts thing was, well, they both like cats and they're both very tidy. Seriously, though, no? y'all are matching them based on that? That ain't shit to match somebody up for. But, okay. And already, we're, the, the general population doesn't even like homeboy. Because he says things that are very arrogant. For instance, in his interview, they, they asked him, well, what happens if we match you with someone who is not quite as open sexually or they want to take it slowly or something like this? And he says quite calmly, well, I'm a very attractive man. Seriously? I was legit waiting for him to say, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nope, he was dead serious. He just stopped talking after that. Now, maybe there was some editing there and they just took out him saying, I'm just kidding, because that came off super arrogant. You're basically saying that even if this woman wants to take it slow with sex, because you're so attractive, she won't be able to. No, please, you ain't all that. And the fact that you were basically flirting and hitting on women at the bachelor party and trying to tell the waitress to call you and then you disappear with someone we don't know who is all very suspect. And you're talking about how many dates you've had and how many dates you need to cancel because you had already booked them before you got engaged on this show. Mm, it's not looking good for you, boy. Because first of all, if you were serious about this show, why were you still scheduling all these dates on these dating apps? Why are you still flirting and trying to get people's phone numbers or what have you? Sit down somewhere. And just when I thought, oh, he might have a little chance because he was acting like a halfway decent person for the wedding. They're sitting outside talking and he makes some comment about how he might, he's obviously warmer than she is because they're sitting on a rooftop and she's freezing in a wedding dress. And my thing was, um, asshole, 
At that point, you were supposed to take your jacket off and offer it to her because she's obviously freezing. Not make a joke about I'm obviously warmer than you are. (laughs) Yeah, dumbass, we can see that. Anyway, moving on. Hopefully it'll get better. Personally, we kind of, a lot of us were kind of hoping they would have matched her with one of the other guys, but I'll get to that later. Um, Amelia and Bennett. I'm just going to use the word unique for Amelia and Bennett and leave it at that. They're both very, very different. Um, if you pull them up on social media, a lot of the hype is a Amelia doesn't shave. So she has worn things that are sleeveless a few times and you see this really large bush. So of course, a lot of social media is just on that fact. They can't get past that at all, but there's obviously more to someone than whether they shave or not people come on, but they're both very different. She does things like ride unicycles and go to the park and walk on tightropes. And he drives a pedicab around New Orleans, as in, you know, the ones with the old bicycles. And they put you in the little cab in the back, that kind. If you've never been to New Orleans, you've got to try it. We, we get on those kind of things all the time. But he lives in a little house that he built for a theater and decided to just live in it afterwards. The little house doesn't even have a bathroom. But they're both very unique. They're very, both very different. And right now, a lot of us have a lot of hope for them because initially I was, I will admit, I was a little frustrated that I felt like you were only matching them because they were both very different. But after seeing them together for their wedding and them just talking, I think they're going to do really well. They, despite being unique, as everyone, you know, says, seems to be the only ones that are being, well, I wouldn't say only, but some of the only one only genuine niceness coming from them instead of hidden agendas to be on TV. So I have a lot of hope for them and I think they will actually do very well. Now, Amani and Woody. Weirdly enough, this is the first season, to my knowledge, that we have taken two really good friends. Woody and this another guy who has been picked named Miles are both matched on the show. Honestly, when I saw Woody and they started doing his background, I did not have high hopes for him. He kept changing all these really bright outfits and showing you how he dresses and how flamboyant he can be. And his friends were all just, they were all pro-Miles. They all just believed Miles was definitely marriage ready. They all were laughing and could not believe in any format that Woody was getting married. Woody? Seriously? They thought it was one big joke. And... A few comments were even made that he just wanted to be on TV. But I must say, between the wedding and the reception, I'm not so sure. First of all, watching him break down when he's talking to his mom, getting ready for the wedding, made me wonder how much of all of that extra he does is just for show. And he really does want to be married. And he just does all that extra as almost like his safety wall of protection for what people may think of him. And right now, I think he and Amani are a really good match. But again, you never know as things progress, but they seem to really be potential for something. So hopefully that all works out. And before we get to Miles, let's just jump to Christina and Henry. Oh, Lord. I had hope for Christina and Henry because Henry seems really sweet, despite the fact that he has a lot of female friends who seem really invested in his life. I don't know what that's about, but 
something tells me that's going to be more drama down the line for the show. Who knows? But Christina, I, I like the girl just fine until we got to the wedding. And all of a sudden, homegirl turned into Bridezilla. She was snapping at people and being a complete bitch. I'm like, you're snapping at your mom. You're snapping at your bridesmaids. You're getting an attitude with production because they told you they weren't to do one more diary. And I'm like, why, why, why did we match her with him again? Because she looks like she's going to run clean over him with her needs and her personality and etc. And I know I'm not the only one who, after watching a little of it, was really wishing they had matched Henry with Olivia. Because you have poor sweet Olivia with Brett, the playboy extraordinaire, and you have sweet little down-to-earth Henry with Christina, who so far is not looking good for her to be a good person. Right now, she's coming off as condescending and bitchy and doesn't care about other people's feelings. But hopefully, that was just the nerves of getting married to someone you don't know and just the normal bridal jitters, I hope. I hope. Because I know they do say some people get really bridezilla during a wedding. However, I thought that was normally the stress of planning and getting up to that wedding day. But you didn't have to plan this. They planned it for you. So I don't understand why you're such a bitch, but whatever. Um, however, yeah, um, we'll see. Maybe she'll get better. Who knows? Karen and Miles... And Miles is the one I said his friend Woody is also one of the people on here. I really like them. I really do. However, Karen is the one that ended up with several little previews because somehow someone accidentally sent a text message that she received that let her know in advance. Well, she didn't receive it. I think her bridesmaids received something that was meant for the groomsmen. And because of that, she ended up finding out his name. So she searched him on social media to find out information about him and from that decided he wasn't her type. Now, a lot of people on social media have been dragging her for that, saying that obviously your type has not been working out for you because her backstory is that she was with some guy for, I think she said five years, it may have been longer, only to find out he had a child on her while they were together with someone else. But, and a lot of people were mad at her for just going to dig him up. But let's, let's be honest now. How many of us in a situation where we're marrying, not dating, marrying someone we have never met would not be a little curious if we end up with his name? Now, some of us meet some guy one time, wasn't even a date, and we have already found out his blood type. We've checked. We've done so much searching on social media. Come on now. So she was marrying someone. She looked him up. I don't fault her for that. She wanted to know. Now, as far as the breakdown and the crying because she didn't think he was her type. (sighs) Her reasoning seems a little flawed because her reasoning is because he seems a little more emotional and a little more, I don't know. That's one of those things that I think she was scared and she wasn't quite sure what to make of him. And it did give her a leg up because she at least knew something about him that he did not. However, I think despite him being a little younger than her, I really think he is serious about wanting to be married wanting to have a family, wanting to give his all to someone. So I have a lot of hope for them. And only time will tell. But hopefully they will be one of the success stories. Anyway, of course, you know, I'm going to keep going with the Married at First Sight New Orleans whole breakdown through the season. Probably, and I decided this time I'm not going to do just my podcast. I'm also going to bring back 
my Twitter recaps that everyone finds amusing, and I'm going to go ahead and add it to my blog because I know some people prefer reading versus listening, and some people like both. Whatever. We'll see. But until next time, you all have a great weekend.